That'll help you. So he didn't move until the word of the Lord came unto him, saying, Arise, go to the Zarephath, which belongs to, uh, belongeth to Zion, and dwell there. Behold, I have commanded a woman, widow woman there <clears throat> to sustain thee. He arose and went to Zarephath, and when he came to the gate of the city, and behold, the widow woman was gathering up sticks. And he called to her and said, Fetch me, I pray thee, a little water in a vessel that I may drink. And as she was going to fetch it, he called to her and said, Bring me, I pray thee, a morsel of bread in your hand. And she said, As the Lord God liveth, I have not a cake but a handful of meal and a barrel and a little oil uh, and a cruise. And behold, I am gathering two sticks that I may go and dress it for me and my son, that we may eat and die. And Elijah said unto her, Fear not. Go and do as you said, but make me thereof a cake first, and bring it unto me, and after I make for thee and for your son. For thus saith the Lord God of Israel, The barrel of meal shall not waste, neither shall the cruise of oil fail, until the day that the Lord sendeth rain upon the earth. And she went and did according to the saying of Elijah, and she and he and her house did eat many days. And the barrel of meal wasted not, neither did the cruise of oil fail, according to the word of the Lord, which he spoke by Elijah. Praise the Lord. So we see not only provision for Elijah, but now provision for the widow woman. Amen. So we see that happening in a specific place. And God prepared the widow woman to sustain the prophet, but it's not because she was wealthy or had abundance. He chose this widow because she knew that she would believe the man of God and act on what he said. He, she believed. Now here's something that is a caution for all of us, myself included. Obedience qualifies you for usefulness. Amen. Obedience qualifies you for usefulness. Not saying that anybody's being disobedient. Don't, don't understand that. But this is something that you say, okay, am I being obedient to where God told me to be? Am I obedient to the plan of God of me being connected to the fellowship? That's a t- that sometimes that's a tough one. You understand, this body's going somewhere. And we're together, we're in this plan together. And we all have the plan of God with us that we pray out, our part that we play out and pray out, excuse me, we pray out, and if we're doing our part in the plan, then the plan is being fulfilled together in the atmosphere of unity. And, and Psalms talks about how unity is where the anointing flows the strongest. We want the anointing to flow the strongest. Not for us. Not so we can just fall out and glorify God and dance all over and spit flying, hair flying, bobby pins flying, buttons flying, whatever you want to say is flying. But it's not for all that. That's great. We have times like that in the Lord. We need those times. But that anointing is to remove burdens and destroy yokes of the people. That anointing is not for us to consume upon ourselves. When we get together in unity, that anointing is helping somebody out to to bring them up to another level, to help set them free. Praise the Lord. It's people focused. The minister, we're here to serve, not to be served. We're helping people find freedom in Christ. Amen. We could do that together. And that's the plan of God. Faith Builders has, has a plan of God in place, and it's our job to pray that out. Amen? 
Elijah's obedience to be where God told him to be affected him and this woman and her entire family. And I would imagine, I'm just imagining here, it's my opinion, it's not in the Word. People took notice of that. There was a famine. She was gathering sticks to go eat her last meal and die. What about the whole village in Zarephath? I mean, she had so much that her family ate, but it didn't fail. I mean, blessed to be a blessing comes to mind. Just my thought. Amen. There might have been a revival in Zarephath. Amen. Praise the Lord. But your obedience to be where God told you to be affects everyone connected to you. Your brother. It connects. I mean, seriously. She'd been telling testimony about how her brother's going back to work. Amen. Strength. He was looking at. His death was hanging on, all that stuff. And now he's strong and going back to work. Praise God. Her place affected that situation. Where she is spiritually and physically. Amen? Amen. It affects everybody around you. People on your job. Going to, going to wherever you're supposed to be going to. Listen, there are people that I, I, it's, I volunteer at Deborah's work, and it's a great it's a great place. But there are people who are, who need God in that place, and they're reaching out. How are they not? Like, I'll be walking down the hall. Can can I talk to you? They, hey, praise God! Let's make tremendous power available. Let's pray. We're praying in the halls of the of the school. It's great. There are people, and what is that? That's being in that place where somebody needs to hear the good news of the gospel. And being able to pray with them. Amen. It, it affects everyone. So where you, where you are uh, told to be, where God has asked you to be, affects everyone. My location can affect my family, my finances, my victory, and the ministry. Amen. And God looks for faithful obedience. He looks for faithful obedience. I'm going to say it this way. God looks for faithful obedience, not an I know. Praise the Lord. This is where the pastoring anointing is. I've got to manage this a little bit here. Praise the Lord. And I know attitude is, is a mental state of mind that you put... Somebody's, somebody puts themselves up on a pedestal of I know. That's not a spiritual thing. I know, I know, I know is doesn't, does not... Equal obedience. I I know only goes as far as this. And I know doesn't even get into your spirit. I know is a derivative of pride, which has no place in an atmosphere of faith. You guys following? When King Saul disobeyed, the man of God had to say some things to him. And he, Saul's like, I did everything God told me to do. And he's like, what's this bleeding of the sheep in my ears? Everything was supposed to be slaughtered. There was not supposed to be one thing. And he's like, well, the people, the people. And he said, what? Sacrifice and uh, offerings have I not, but or uh, what he said, it is 
Obedience is better than sacrifice. Obedience is better than sacrifice. And he was, and he was saying this because he disobeyed the plan. He was out of the plan. The plan was this. He didn't fulfill the plan, and therefore it was disobedience. And so there was a repercussion in that. And David was anointed in his stead, and we know the story of that. So obedience does not constitute, or excuse me, I know does not mean obedience. Um, <laughs> we have to watch the I know. I'm moving on, but I'm since the Holy Spirit here. Naaman. Naaman had an I know attitude. Second Kings. Naaman was told to go to the River Jordan, dip seven times. And Naaman said, awesome, great, I'll go do it. Yes. No, it's not what he did. What did he do? He said, what? He threw a fit. He got wroth, as the King James says. Wroth. Got angry. Spit flying. <laughs> Ha! What do you mean tell me to go, go to Jordan? Aren't these other rivers nice? I have to go here? Surely, is what he said, the man of God would have come out and struck, strike the place that was in there and commanded God to be you know, healed. So obviously he heard something before, and he thought one way of, I know what it's going to be like when he showed up, and he already prepared himself for the man of God to lay hands on him, but instead he sent his servant out and said, uh, the prophet said, go dip seven times in the River Jordan and you will be made clean. Close the door, right? right that's, just, that's what he did. Well, I know he was supposed to come out. Did not, okay. Operating on having heard versus operating on hearing. The I know attitude is operating in the having heard realm when faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God, which is a now thing. I know that God has says this, but I still have a responsibility to get into the word and read it and hear it for myself every time I need to use the word of God. Amen. The I knows don't produce like a I am hearing produces. Praise the Lord. Because that's how faith... If His mercies are new every day, don't you think that faith comes by hearing every day? Right. We've heard it said this way. People try to operate on the, you know, yesterday's mercy and different things like that. But, you know, that, that faith is something that you build every day. I hear the word on it. I build my faith. But then I don't just leave it there. I continue to build my faith. And not having a mental ascent, attitude, mental ascent attitude of where it's stuck here of I know, I know. And letting it go from here to here to here <laughs> in my spirit to where it produces. And getting out of the I know realms. It's easy to fall into that. I'm just, it's just a warning, okay? It's a rescue for somebody, maybe. I, it's a rescue. <laughs> Amen. 
I'm saying it as nicely as possible. Amen. It, it, it is. It, and it's so easy to fall into like, well, I've heard that before. I, I know what you're saying. I know. Yeah, you're right. You're right. That's another I know. If you're saying it in the right attitude anyway. You're right. You're right. You're right. Are you just, is it just, and I'll tell you another thing too. Correction, you should embrace correction uh, from the Word of God, Amen. right? Uh, because it, 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 it produces life on the other end of it. It's what the Word says. And uh, even though correction, correction doesn't have to be harsh, doesn't have to be hard, but don't ever mistake a, cor- a correction in the at- atmosphere of love as an option. Oh, that, yeah, I know they talked to me about this or the Word of God. I heard pastors say that, and, and, but because it was such in sweet tones, don't overlook the fact that we still ha- are called to pull ourselves up into that spiritual realm. Amen? Into the plan. Pull ourselves into the plan. Amen? That's a little sidetrack, but we're there. Praise the Lord. John uh, 9. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord. I hope I'm helping you tonight. I believe it. I believe it. John chapter 9, verse 6. Now this is the, uh, the blind man who was blind from his birth. And, but in verse 6 it says, When he had thus spoken, uh, he spat on the ground and made clay of the spittle, and he anointed the eyes of the blind man with the clay. And he said unto him, Go wash in the pool of Siloam, which is by interpretation sent. He went, uh, he went his way, therefore, and washed and came seeing. And I have go and he went under, underlined in my Bible. So that right there is a direction that Jesus gave this man. The miracle is in the action of being where he sent. There was nothing special about the mud. There wasn't anything special about the the pool. But when he went to the pool out of obedience is when it produced. It was the moment that he reached to where there was, that when he was there and did what God told him to do, it produced the healing that he was believing for, that he he asked for. Amen. So as found in his obedience to go where Jesus told him to go. Many focus on Jesus placing the clay on, uh, in the man's eyes, but the focus should be on him going where he told him to go. And it's not, and it was, uh, the pool was in the plan. Amen. Praise the Lord. The pool, <laughs> Pastor Pool. The pool was in the plan. I had to. I was writing the, I was writing the notes out and I was like, that is, that's for me. The pool is in the plan. All right, all right. It's in the Bible. It's the word. Amen. Has settled it. It's done. The pool's in the plan. Amen. <laughs> you are in the plan too. Praise the Lord. Amen. Praise the Lord. But you recognize something. Don't overlook the small things. I mean, it was out there for Jesus to. Right? So that's what he did. He anointed his eyes. Spit, made spittle out of it. I mean, he, I mean, he had to pick it up. Put it in the man's eyes. 
you know, I mean, the, the, the blind man is just like, praise God, right? He's just, everybody else is probably like, what is he doing? <laughs> the disciples are probably like, we've seen a lot, so. <laughs> just, just wait, just wait, right? That's probably what was going on. I, praise the Lord. But did it matter to the man who was looking for a miracle? No. 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 Obedience is better than sacrifice. What if he said, gross, Jesus? You spit. Not only did you spit, you made mud out of it, and you want to rub it in my eye? And then say, go wash? That's not sanitizer. Anyway. He was obedient. He was obedient to go and do what the master told him to do. And as Simple as it was, go wash. Well, is there any other option right now? (laughs) There's a whole thing there. Anyway, he did it, and it produced. What is the harm of being where God told you to be, even though it may seem simple? We want to make something so spectacular and so grand and just, woo, we need fireworks every time and everything, you know, like, uh, we need a, 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 you know, a sign. Give us a sign. Well, an evil and perverse generation seeks a sign. Just throwing that out there is what the Bible says. Anyway. We, we, we can overcomplicate the leading of the Spirit where we totally miss the simplicity of what God is trying to bring us and miss our miracle because we're looking for something the way God wants it to be done. Naaman did the same thing. He finally had his servant came out, by the way. His servant was just like, uh, uh, Master, uh, listen, if he would have told you to do something crazy, spectacular, right? If he would have told you, you, wouldn't you have done it? But all he's telling you to do is just go wash seven times in the River Jordan. And finally, Naaman was just like, yes. And he did it. And it produced because he got back into the plan. He had a moment of choice to step out of the plan of God and still have his leprosy and not, uh, not become clean and know that there's a God that heals. We can just have this preconceived idea sometimes that that's the way God did it there. I mean, listen, um, there, you, you read things in the Bible sometimes and you think, well, I wonder if God will ever have to spit in mud for me. You know, I mean, as a kid, I was just, you know, you see things and stuff like that. But I'm like, no, that's, that's not, it's not like that anymore. Now, there are things and uh, anointings on people's life that a pastor will lay hands. And it's very, it's not goofy. Let's put it that way. Thank you, Lord, for a non-goofy pastor. Glory to God. Yeah. Follows the leading of the Holy Spirit in excellence. Amen. Uh but, you know, we have the anointed one and his anointing on the inside of us. Amen. We have the word of God. Thank God we live in a time now that the revelation of who we are in Christ is out there. Thank God that we, I, I mean, for me, thank God I don't live in Bible times. I need the word of God, written word of God. I need pastors. I need Paul's teachings. Praise the Lord. God knew. He's, when he, was, he knew me before the foundation of the world, he said, oh, we'll move you over here. <laughs> That's where you kind of... 
That's perfect. <laughs> Amen. He, that's why it's always vital for you to understand that being in the plan, not wishing you were something else or somebody else, be comfortable in your anointing and what God asked you to do. Be confident in what God asked you to do because not everybody does what Pastor Ron does. Not everybody's called to do that. Not everybody's called to do what Pastor Marie does or Earl. Anybody, anybody in here, Michelle, what is that you do? No, I was kidding. <laughs> kidding. So, uh, she does a lot, so I'm just giving her a hard time. There, there's so much that the body of Christ is so diverse that if you are not fulfilling your part of the plan, something is being left out. But somebody else can do that. No, nobody else can do what God asked you to do. Amen. Nobody else could do that. You have the anointed one on the inside of you for the purpose God placed you here. Amen. That's important. And you be confident in that anointing. Pastor mentioned it, um, uh, I believe a couple weeks ago when he was here. He talked about a, a, a man of God. He was a healing evangelist during the day, uh, of the, the, the tent revivals and healing. And uh, the man, he preached on, uh, I guess, the evening services. And as he, as he preached in the evening services, the glory was moving and people were being here. Miracles were, hap- miracles were happening. And the guy decided he wanted to teach instead of preach. And there were several men of God around him that said, no, 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 no. Just stick with what you're anointed to do and then let the teaching be to the teachers and different things like that. You know, that spoke to me that night. You know... I'm not called to do everything. You're not called to do everything. You're called to be there where God called you to be at this time. You're not supposed to arrive. Remember I told you again from California to here? It's not a click of the heels and then whoop, there I am. You know. Praise the Lord. That's not, that's not the way God works. Remember I told you, it's one step in front of the other. When I was in boot camp, they have this thing called the crucible in the Marines, where they make Marines. Um, so they, in that, it's a week-long thing where it's just, t- it's tough. Dave, it's tough. It, it's tough. Uh, and, I mean, you're up, uh, you know, a lot. And you're carrying everything you have. I mean, there's nothing left in your footlocker. It's everything you have, all your combat gear, everything. And you're just, I mean, it's, I think, seven days. It might be now seven days. I think it's a little bit long. I think it might be two weeks for us. But anyway, it is a lot. Well, at the end of this, you climb, they call it the Reaper, right? Like the Grim Reaper, but it's a, it's, I mean, it's a vertical hill. And you're... If you lean too far back, and it, and it happens, there's a lot of Marines who get too far back because they're trying to get the pressure off their back a little bit and their lower back because you're, I mean, you can almost crawl, but they're, they're <laughs> like this, and then they lean up to lean back, but it's so heavy that they tumble backwards. And they have to get back up and go do it again. So I was like, fall forward. If I'm going to fall, just fall forward and just get smashed by the pack. I don't care. Just <laughs> help me. Uh, you know, there, there was something that happened while I was in there. And I thought, I can't do this. I mean, we've been going with little sleep. It was just so, the pressure was on. There was just so much weighing 
mentally, physically. But I knew if once I get to the top, the rest of it's just downhill. And I kept telling myself, it is just one foot in front of the other. Amen. It's not a race. It's not a race. Yes, I want to go with my platoon and be there, but it's not a race. And uh, one foot in front of the other. And that has helped me in every area of my life. That might not be the most spiritual revelation. That's my pool of Siloam. To just take what God asked me to do with one step in front of the other. Because if I'm taking that one step that God told me to do, there'll be a next step coming. I'm not trying to run. I'm not trying to leap tall buildings. I'm not trying to be a superhero. I want to be where God told me to be because that's the maximum effectiveness that I can have as a minister to those people around me. I don't want to miss that one person that God asked me to help because I'm so focused over here doing, trying to do all these other things that look so cool and miss go and wash. One step. And being confident of saying, this is where God called me to be. There's, and, and while you're in there, that growth is happening. It's not just, I'm here. <laughs> Amen. We're not, we're, we're, we're not, being a Christian is not a spectator sport. We are all participants in the kingdom. We are all equipped to do the ministry God called us to do. Well, that's one of the five purposes of detour. Where's my detouring students at? They're in here. Praise the Lord. There you are. Yes, there's a hand. It's a little hand. Hi. Five purposes of detour. And one of them is do the ministry God has called us to do. That's doing your purpose. Being there in the plan of God. And having confidence in it. Amen? Praise the Lord. And not dismissing anything. Don't dismiss. I mean, it could be the smallest thing, but you know... That's what God has asked you to do. Don't dismiss it. Well, I think I'm going to use this as an example. Uh, maybe I should hold, hold the Jesus is Lord sign. Amen? We have some. If you're looking for a job, we have a sign holding job available. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Before services. Anyway. No, we have signs that we, you know, we hold up. But I'm just using that. But that, I don't, it's not really doing much. No, you're doing what God asked you to do. That is much. Don't belittle the calling on your life because it's not a speaking behind the pulpit thing or going to prison thing or doing some, something or a department head thing. You know, every time people are running camera or anything like that, they are evangelizing, greeting people. My goodness. Rosemary Allred set a standard of greeting in this ministry. We, we've, some of us have known Sister Rosemary. Praise the Lord for her. And those people that have encountered her at the door, lives were changed because of her being able to just be in her place, being her there, and loving people as they come in the door. Amen. Amen. Anointing. Increasing, because they were in their place. You are in your place when you are serving. Amen? Praise the Lord.
So our supply will be where God told us to be. And God will connect us to people in order to increase the divine flow into our lives as well. Just like Moses had Joshua, Elijah had Elisha, Jesus, the 12 disciples. We have a pastor. We have our friends. We have our department leaders. We have people around us of like precious faith to help us grow into those things. But the bulk of it, it comes from the teaching behind, you know, when we gather together around the Word. That is to help us be in that place. Amen? Romans chapter 1. Went too far. Romans chapter 1 verse 11. Paul said, For I long to see you that a man part unto you some spiritual gift to the end that you may be established. So the spiritual gift was to be imparted in the presence of Paul. Impartation happens when you're connected. I know it sounded like I was going to continue there. Hang on. (laughs) Impartation happens when you're connected. Period. A disconnection, there's no lifeline in there. Being connected is being a faith builder. We say that a lot about our membership, but that goes beyond. If you're already a member, just don't limit that to the membership class. If you're a member, you are being connected. That is a responsibility on our part to be connected, to stay connected, right? And so what is, what's needed to establish you in the assignment and call is going to be found where God told you to be. And there's an establishing. Listen, if it wasn't for the local church here, I would not be established in what I'm doing now, ministering the Word of God. I mean, there was Bible school to go through, you know, and, and learning from, you know, Pastor Marie, if you don't know, she used to be my youth pastor. Amen? And I like to say, I'm the fruit that remains. Amen. Sarah, too. Sarah's over there. Yeah, Sarah. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Amen. But that, you, you know, there was, there was a connectivity that happened as, as a youth. And then there was a connectivity that happened with our senior pastor. And there's an establishing of those things that God has equipped you with. You need teachers. The Bible says that, there are, that the fivefold ministry is there for the perfecting or the maturing of the saints. Of the saints, not of the world, of the saints. Praise the Lord. We have to have that connectivity. And we can't grow or walk in the divine flow of God that He desires you to walk in if you're just, if you're out of place. That's what I said. If you're like two miles down the river at the Brook Cherith and it's like, why is it dry here but it's not dry over there? Well, you're two miles off. You're maybe not, not exactly where you should be. You're in the general vicinity. <laughs> But are you where God told you to be? Amen? And what I need is to be where God told me to be. I need that. You need that. We all need that in our life is to be exactly where God told us to be. I know that is a very, I'm, I'm, I'm pushing that point because when there's something that might arise to get you swayed off something or a temptation, it could be anything. Listen, just anything. There's a temptation to go somewhere or do something. And there's that little 
still small voice that just then recognize, I'm where God told me to be. I'm where God told me to be. Again, that's how that whole erase those ideas and get all that whiteboard clean and center back up. I'm where God told me to be. There's power in that. There is power and stability in that. I'm where God told me to be always listening, always learning. You talked about lifelong learning this morning, and I was like, that, it's me. I, I'm a lifelong learner. She said a minimum of 100. I, I agree with that. You know, when I, when, if Jesus tarries that long and I'm still here, I'm still wanting to sit at the feet of my pastor if he's still here. Amen. By the time I'm 100, I don't know how old he will be at that time, but 150, 160, I don't know when. I don't, I don't know. I'm not really the greatest with math right now. Praise the Lord. But he, you know, I, I still want to hear what my pastor has to say. Amen. Not because he's a, ooh, ah, but that's where God told me to be here. So I said, it's not, the, it's not always about the physical thing. It's the spiritual connection. It's the spiritual place that God has asked you and me to be in. I would not be... If God didn't ask me to be here, there would have been somewhere else and I would be the same person there with that person that I would be here. Because that's where God told me to be. But He told me to be here. So you're going to get me all in wherever God told me to be. Because that's where God told me to be. That's where the provision is. And praise God. Because that's where... Supply comes. Amen? I'm sure everybody in here has a testimony because of a teaching or some, or a, an opportunity that showed up that God was able to provide something because of what we've learned behind or in this atmosphere here at Faith Builders. I'm not saying we have all the answers. We don't have the corner of the gospel. Nobody has the corner of the gospel. But we have learned some many wonderful things about the Word that has got us into the realm of victory. Amen? Praise the Lord. And we stay with what works. We stay with what we know. There's a lot of weird stuff out there right now. And thank God for pastors, don't believe the lie. If you have not listened to that, you need to go back and start listening to that series. Do not believe the lie. And Wednesday nights have been awesome with the doctrinal teaching as well too. Understanding and having that sound doctrine to be able to... Say, no, no, to those weird things that are out there. Amen? We stay steady. Stay, stay in the flow that God has for us, and we'll be there. Stay with our fathers is how our pastor says. That's what we're doing. Amen? Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. And, of course, I'm not going to go there, but Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 11 and 2 Corinthians 12 as well talks about the fivefold ministry. I mentioned it a little bit. It's for the perfecting of the saints, and that is found there. Where? There is the local church. The body. We come together. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm learning as much as I can. Amen? And, and I know you are too. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. The longer we delay going to where God told us to be, the more divine flow we'll miss out on. We don't want to miss out on the divine flow. We don't want to miss out on anything God has. I don't want to miss out. You never, anybody ever miss out on something because of maybe a schedule or something like that? And then you looked and you saw, maybe you were scrolling and swiping, and you saw how much fun they had. And you're just like, oh, I missed it. 
ugh, you know? I've been there. We're just like, I missed out. I could have been there. Could have done that. I don't want to be that way in the spirit realm with, with what God has. I don't want to look one day, look back and go, man, I missed that. I missed out on that. There's so much I could have had or so much. And I had to fight. Listen, I had to fight that when I moved back here too because I, I grew up here. I grew up here. I was a, when I was 15, 15, 16 when Pastor Steele became the pastor of this church. And I was here for that and for a few years before I joined the Marines. And then so that, remember I said I was gone for like 12 years. So 12 years I was gone knowing that there was a call when I left. Ask me after church, I'll tell you the whole story. But I, I knew there was a call, gone for 12 years. I came back, and boy, the enemy started once I got back into the flow of things. And the enemy's like, you are gone for so long, you don't know everything. You don't know anything. Look at all that you missed out on. You could have, you could have, you could have been this, or you could have done that, and you could have this and stuff. I had to finally grab those thoughts and be like, yeah, I could have, but I didn't, and now I'm here back in the plan. I'm, I'm starting back up. And guess what? I serve a God who stands outside of time, who can get me to where I need to be in a moment's notice. And he has. Well, I'm telling you what, it's, it's been great. Sometimes I feel like I'm going 100 miles per hour. Hey, I'm here. <laughs> you know? But that's, but that's our God. Listen. When you get back in the plan of God or you're in the plan of God and you're flowing in that, you're going to look back and be like, well, how did I get here so quickly? It's God. It's God. It, <laughs> he, he's a good God. And he wants you to get to where you're supposed to be on time. On time. Amen? And we're in that place. Hallelujah.